So hello everyone and welcome to the second ever episode of the Running Sprint Edition. This week with Sprint Specialist Kirsten Maxwell. Although if you've listened to our previous podcast with Kirsten, she obviously um, highlighted that she's not only a Sprint Specialist but also a bit of a demon in the forest as well and over the cross country. But Kirsten, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And Catherine is here as well. We're going to dive into the first question. I think we went through in the um, in the main interview quite a lot about your approach to to training, you know, your mentality behind your racing and things like that. But um, first question: training or racing? Oh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go against like what I said about like loving the process and stuff. But I love a good race. <laughs> yeah, uh, and in probably as worse conditions as possible. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. What are we talking? Like, if, if it's going to be, if, unless it's a road race, and then I get raging about the wind. But like, if it if it's like a cross country or even a lot of orienteering, I know I'll probably beat a few more people if it's a bad day. I remember you being really up for the um, inter districts in Stirling this year that I was commentating on, and I was, oh, was so amazing. glad I yeah. wasn't there. I was like in Glasgow <laughs> in a in a warehouse commentating on it, but thinking like, there's some people are going to really hate this, and some people who are going to love it. It's because it stops all the like wussy like people <laughs> like because they, they they some people just get so like oh it's raining and I'm just like that's going to slow them down and yeah. I, oh I just and the national cross country was even worse than that I remember just running along and people were just going backwards and I'm thinking well I train in this every day in Edinburgh so like yeah I can say yeah Scottish national cross country surely people have got to be a bit used to a bit of you know drift weather I think as orienteers we're actually quite hardy people though because you know you Mm. run through bushes and like you know you come out looking like you've self-harmed even <laughs> in a sprint sometimes so like I think yeah I think that that d- <laughs> I don't want to slag off runners but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I, think, go for it. I think we are no but it's a different type quite, of running right you know yeah because I think it. I think a couple of weeks before National Ghost Country I'd run Carnethy Hill Race and it was like you couldn't stand up it was like hail and wind oh that top. looked awful like, and and I remember at the time, like, I'd just be numb the whole way around, like, thinking, I just need to put one foot in front of the other. But after that, I'm just like, well, no. And and I did this this race um, in September last year with my dad that was, like, two days of just utter pain. And now I'm always like, nothing's going to hurt as much as that. So mm. when it's tough, I'm just like, yeah. But I do I do love a race. I think it's because I like so many different things. Um, I probably race too much, some people would say, but considering the lockdown, I'm, I don't regret any races I did because I've now not been able to do any. But yeah, race. Okay, nice. And do you, I guess, follow up on that, do you use races to get yourself fit? So as part as part of the training, because I know a lot of people sometimes just don't race at all, train yeah, all the way through. I think, I think I do, sometimes, yeah, like, well, the National Cross Country, I didn't taper for at all. I'd come off a like heavy week of training, which was why it was even more surprising because I wanted to run, I, I will target specific races more than other races. So yeah. Um, but I think for me with problems I've had with nerves and I need to go through the process sometimes to just get it normalized. So yeah, the, people might not know which race I'm targeting, but so yeah, it's, <laughs> I know for me how I've trained up to it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. And going from, you know, 
controversy with calling out all the all the Scottish runners um, as being soft. Um, something that uh, Ben said, which clearly well, on the on the last episode of this, that clearly caused some controversy with Catherine. Um, do you tape your laces? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me This is going to be my my go-to question. I was laughing the whole way through when you were like, who tapes their laces for a sprint race? I tape my laces for a cross-country. I like tape my laces for like everything. Because what if it comes out? Yeah. Like if it comes out, then, I mean, I'm a worrier. So I like have to think of all the things that could go wrong and be like, what can I do to control this? Um, Yeah, I, I, I love a bit of tape. Yeah. Do you See, not- tape racing for a sprint, I think that's a bit too much, but I can I can get on board with taping laces for a cross-country race, absolutely. You're not one of those people who duct tapes the shoe to your foot, no, though, are you? No, okay. no, that's just weird. That's a special I just type. tape it as if I'm orienteering. Yeah. yeah, I've never got the people who duct tape the shoe to the foot. I've n- what? It- yeah, How does yeah. this cross-country owners do that? Yeah. Have, you not, have you not seen this, Catherine? No. Yeah, so people... I, I remember seeing, I think, when I was a kid, like, parents duck like rolls of duct tape around their their children's foot to keep them on and i, I think i've still seen someone lose a shoe in a race doing that it's quite funny that's a bit extra really like <laughs> yeah people do it okay do it's it. very common yeah, yeah. cross country always makes me like always want to beat the person <laughs> with duct taped shoes like, <laughs> now like, you're gonna, gonna be, be like them. looking looking at my feet at a sprint race or something and be like she's got taped laces that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> See, this is all just a grand scheme of mine to psych everyone out when it gets to the JK next year. <laughs> everyone's just looking at everyone else's shoes. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so we've got to uh, we've got to JK next year. Um, you've won you've won all the races and you're at the relay. Uh, what leg What leg do you pick when you're on the relay? My first leg, definitely, because. <laughs> I hate waiting. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I get a chance for me to get, I'm impatient and it allows me to get nervous. So if someone comes back really high up, I'll be like, oh, how am I going to keep doing well? But if it's first leg, you get to go out. There's people around you. Give me the confidence. You get to run fast, which I like doing. Like I hate when orienteering is slow and you're clambering over stuff and you don't feel like you've raced. Mm. Like I like to feel like I've worked hard. And yeah, first leg all the way. Nice, yeah, and I can get on board with that. Yeah, I'm fu- I'm fully on board with the first leg. Getting getting out of the way, especially. Oh, it's even worse when you're at TO. If you've got to wait for last leg at Tiamina, that's just yeah. Starts at eight in the morning. You've got to wait until seven in the morning to uh, to race. <laughs> Not the one. Um, have you? I guess I don't know if you've ever been to um to TO or Euclid actually, but choice between those two, if you could. Um, I've been to Euclid probably like five times or something, I think. Okay. I went every year when I was a student um, and I've never ran first leg. Um, oh, wow. Of all the, the, but yeah, so I've never been to TU, so um, I would say Euclid. But yeah, it's definitely, even if you don't like orienteering in a forest, it's an absolute experience. I ran actual Euclid last time I was there and getting up at like four o'clock in the morning, having your breakfast to go run is just... <laughs> it's just such an experience like and then you're you're just yeah I was then just awake for like the rest of the day and just yeah hysterical but like yeah it's it's just (laughs) such a such an experience it's a weird type of hangover that you get from you that's what it's like yeah (laughs) it's just it's oh it yeah boggles my mind um yeah you should absolutely do the first leg of Venla though it Mm. that is another level if you think yeah if you want a fast race there you go that that is a stressful run out but it's awesome fun yeah 
Um, I mean, cross country, good practice using your elbows. I'm quite a nice person, I'd like to think, you know, quite. But see, when it comes to cross country, I have no problem with going straight through the middle, <laughs> the middle of people. <laughs> yeah, because if you make a, I think, because if you make a mistake at, at Venlo Euclid, there's so many people to fight back through. You've yeah. got to be really aggressive if you want to move back up the train. And there's a lot of. <laughs> I think I didn't make any friends last year on first leg. I think there's a few choice words. It got said to a few people. <laughs> but we'll ignore that. That's fine. Yeah. That's just me. <laughs> no, um, well, yeah, you've got a way, Will. You've just got to just got to go for it. If that, well, that's your that's method, the then stick to it. Yeah. I um, think if you don't do it, someone will do it to you, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You've got to you've got to fight for your place and and yeah, earn a bit of respect, I reckon. Um, just blame it on the second team, anyway. If it comes down to it. Um, so. Yeah. I think I think I know the answer to this one, um, and we've mentioned it a couple of times on people kind of dropping out of long races for uh, for relays. But have you ever dropped out of JK Long? No, yes. I, I've I've uh, I've finished even when I was like not <laughs> able to finish. Even at Craig of Arms. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, last year I didn't start because I wasn't well. So because I knew I wouldn't drop out, that was the mm. I thought I could probably get round it, but that was going to be stupid. So yeah. Um, I think, I think I've, um, oh, I can't, I don't think I've dropped out of an orienteering race. I think I've dropped out of a running race twice. And once my dad caught me up and told me if I didn't drop out, then he was going to have to drop out too. And I'd never hear the end of it. And basically I was going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> um, and I was not well. And the other time was when I was not like, I was not well and I couldn't breathe. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm stupidly stubborn in that I will not give up. Um, so well, yeah. it's good that sometimes there's somebody making you give up because some, <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's easier if someone else makes that, that decision for you and then you don't have to have that way on your own mind I guess yeah I still think of it though because I'm still like there's these two places that I've given up yeah I think that's not a bad record all things considered that's pretty yeah, good considering I like to race yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how many races do you reckon you do a year hmm like considering everything, yeah, um, I probably race most weekends of some. Well, but I, I don't. But then if you add different things in, because um, there's like, I do like I do cross country season, and that's just crazy from like October to February, and then the orienteering starts. And I, I think you have like orienteering races are sometimes not races, but you have to kind of go to a sprint race or something, and it would be classified as a race, but you might be not treating it as like. A proper race. Mm. So. Yeah, digging is deep. Yeah. Like, I think there's, like, races I target that I put everything into. And I maybe do a few trials of them. But, yeah, like, if I have my plan, I have, like, races in red. And they are, like, my races. And other things are, like, either for fun or for training or for prep. You know, it's... So I think, like, actual races, I probably only have, like, three or four a year that are races. But I, I think it's because I like all types of running. So there's always things on mm. and then I've done a couple of cycling things as well so it's like if there's not something I can always find something to do. <laughs> I can't sit sit down and do nothing so yeah you can't have a weekend been... with nothing on like impossible if I if I have that then I then I like decide I'm 100% mean up with friends and I have it like in my diary I never have a I'm going to sit down and watch a film weekend I'm just I just get bored oh because I got two got enough of those for a lifetime at the moment um <laughs> And putting not only putting Scottish runners to shame with their dealing with the weather, but putting cyclists to shame with the amount of race days per year, probably. 
They're, they normally average about 60 or 70, so uh I think cyclists would there. put me to, sh- me to shame, though, because my dad still bins me on the bike. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emit or SI? <laughs> SI? Ah, oh, everyone's going to say SI, aren't they? I mean, I haven't had many positive experiences with Emit, and I am like... Care. I get made fun of for how careful I am. Like I put my brick in and things. And I remember at the Scottish Sprint Champs in that was in Lossy Mouth one year, I was told I'd mispunched on the last control. And my dad has a photo of me put my brick right in. And then so they went and checked it and said I wasn't. And everyone else I spoke to was like, oh, I would definitely got disqualified. And I'm like, how can I have not registered when I put my brick right down? And and all oh. that stuff with, and I, I know that like the JK last year, there was all that stuff that, you know, there, there was, there was people who like had been to controls and it said they hadn't. And like, you need mm. to have confidence in, in a system. And I have had an SI fail on me as well. So it, but I just, I, just, I, I like the beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just something else that you don't have to worry about. You just, yep, that's mine. Good. Off I go. Yeah. That yeah, I guess true. it kind of becomes part of the routine of the visiting the control, you know, that like and the feedback and like, yes, and on to the next one. I don't like to like miss punch and stuff either, like which is also a problem because I need to be a bit more risky. But like, you know, you know you've got them all with SI normally because you know you've been there. But with EMIT, it's like you download and you think, well, I hope I've got them today. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But with SI, there's no chance to do that sneaky... Um, run away from someone if you've if you've found the control before them in yeah. a relay yes. if you're praying and the beep's not going to be too loud and it's the loudest thing in existence <laughs> i've definitely been led into controls though from hearing the beep so it works both ways around <laughs> <laughs> that is true um and then i will go we'll go for final one um when you're in when you're at an international competition you let's say you've got the pick of the start blocks which one are you going for in um and you can go for which discipline as well so sprint or forest if it's different um if it was a sprint then i wouldn't be too bothered with with where i went um i mean i still think a lot of the top people go nearer the end so you might be better off being a bit closer to the back um but i maybe wouldn't want to hang around all day because like i say i just a chance for me to get nervous um in a forest though i'd take the hit and hang around because it'll track up i'm i'm getting better because i'm stuck in the countryside but i'm i'm not (laughs) someone that's really good at bashing through physical terrain i'm not i'm built more like a runner like you know like cross country Mm. um so like on the on the cross country i want it to be as tough as possible and in the forest i want it to be as beautifully smooth as possible so I'm kind of like the opposite in the I'm kind of like this in between so yeah um I would I would hang about a bit in in the forest yeah oh fair enough no but not right to the end because then if you make the mistake you're off the back like you (laughs) that's true yeah Yeah, then there's no one around yeah that would that's a bit creepy that is a lonely one if you make a mistake early in the long distance (laughs) yeah and then you know you're fighting back as well oh that is yeah i've had that one i've had that one as well um so we'll we'll leave it there um for the uh for the quick fires and the sprint rounds um but kirsten thanks very much for for joining us brilliant to have you on and some really um i think some insightful things Catherine's learned about <laughs> duct tape yeah you're gonna try that you've got to try this now Catherine. at, at the next uh, <laughs> well, race you go to. oh I, I don't race that's the thing oh next run you do 
<laughs> Next time it rains. Okay, I'll tr- I'll see. Yeah, if it rains loads and I'm feeling like I'm in danger of my shoe coming off, then I, yeah, I'll just whip out the duct tape, see if that does, does the Back trick. Whip out the duct tape. There you go. You learn something every day. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> Kirsten, thanks for coming on and hopefully speak to you soon. 